Welcome to the Sales Lead Dog Podcast, hosted by CRM technology and sales process expert, Christopher Smith, talking with sales leaders that have separated themselves from the rest of the pack. Listen to find out how the best of the best achieve success with their team and CRM technology. And remember, unless you are the lead dog, the view never changes. Welcome to Sales Lead Dog. Today we have joining us Jake Green of Rebug Software. Jake, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. Great to have you here. Jake, tell us about yourself and Rebug. Yeah, so regarding myself, uh, a little over 10 years in the business development uh, and sales space, selling mostly software and consulting advisory services into organizations ranging from startups to enterprise level organizations. Um, you know, I've had a mostly hunter roles and some management roles over the few years, uh, you know, and also developing business strategies for small organizations that are trying to grow their sales department, um, you know, taking a real consultative approach to the sales process, uh, try to implement a lot of best practices and methodologies that I've learned throughout my career, uh, as well as through some of the trainings that I've been through, such as Sandler, uh, John Barrows and Challenger sales training. And That's then awesome. it, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, can you tell us about Rebug? Yeah, so I've been with Brebug for a few months now, uh, and what we do is, you know, we're software development experts. Uh, we provide staff augmentation services to Fortune 1000 organizations, and the value we provide to them is really unique in that we have proven experts who become a cohesive extension of their teams, allowing them to share those best practices and mentor their existing internal team that they have. Uh, and our biggest differentiator is that we guarantee our work, which in turn guarantees our client success. That's awesome. Uh we have the same guarantee. I, I think if you're not willing to back up what you're doing with a, a hard guarantee, forget it. Yeah, it's something that's that really awesome. sets companies apart these days. Yeah, that's terrific. Um, I asked this question to start out pretty much every podcast. Thinking about back over your career, tell us about the person who's had the most impact on your success. Yeah, so that would probably be the person that got me started into sales. Um, just for background, uh, before sales, I was mostly in technology, grew up really into computers, hardware, uh, and also coding and development. So had a background in that and thought that's where my career is going to go is that I'll work in uh, coding and development. And I was working with a startup, you know, doing web development, managing their database, and you know, kind of wanted to do something different. Uh, didn't enjoy just sitting at the computer all day. Uh, and so I took a, a role as an account manager with a regional CPA firm, uh, doing some business consulting and tax services. Uh, and, you know, I was lucky. That's actually where I met the person that really got me into sales. Uh, one of the partners there uh, that I was you know, close with, he was going by every day and he could just tell on my face that you know, this wasn't for me. And so he took me aside and he asked me, you know, what do you want to do with your career? Where do you want to go? And, uh, you know, what do you really enjoy doing day in and day out? I said, well, you know, I really like talking to people. I really like sharing the value you provide. I, I kind of think I want to get into a sales role. And we didn't really have one at that time. So he said, you know what, we'll give it a chance. Uh, what we'll do is we'll let you be the business development manager. You can build out our entire sales and marketing process. And uh, if it's successful, then that's great. And you've got a new role here uh, and we'll see how that goes. And if not, I guess we'll free up your future and send you right away with a good reference. And so he took a chance on me and uh, you know, that's what really launched my career. Had great success in building that out. It was a great learning experience for me that's helped me throughout my career. That's quite a leap. That took some guts. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's something I enjoyed. You know, I like talking to people, uh, you know, learning about new businesses day in and day out. And so you know, sitting at the computer all day and typing away wasn't something that I was you know, too fond of. So uh, I was glad to have that opportunity. 
That's a leader, uh, the person you described, you know, to look into you and give you that opportunity. That's amazing. Yeah, still in contact with him to this day. Uh, you know, he's been a, a great mentor along the way when it comes to business and my career. What are the top three things that have helped you the most in your career? Um, you know, I think it's you know, taking those chances like that. It was a risk that I started out into sales and uh, you know, it could have ended up poorly. Uh, but, you know, just taking risk, I think that's something that's really helped in sales. Uh, you know, second thing being to find a mentor. Uh, he was a mentor for me. And throughout my career, I found people that have had great success that I've been able to work with and stay in contact with uh, and be able to learn from them. And also just, you know, really share the best practices with me and, and guide me along the way. So I have those people that are kind of leading me along that have already been in my shoes and, and know how to get to that next step in sales. Uh, third, I think drive is something that's big. Going into sales, it's something you have to have day in and day out. You can't get discouraged in this because there's going to be a lot of no's. There's going to be a lot of voicemails uh, and a lot of emails that don't get replied to. But just having that continual drive to understand that that's part of the process and keep moving. I think those are probably my top three. Awesome. Uh, think back to when you got your start in sales. Um, we all think we know whatever um, but what do you think you, or what do you wish you were taught when you got that first job in sales? Yeah, so, you know, doing a lot of research and trying to, to get expertise and training in that, one of the things that I didn't realize would have been such a big deal was pipeline management uh, and outreach cadence. So, you know, when you're working on that deal, sometimes you come hyper-focused on it and you want this one to close and really want to really get it there. So you're focused on that one and you kind of forget about you should be doing an outbound cadence and reaching out to other people. You still need to have that activity in case this one doesn't work out. So you have more in the pipeline for you. So I think just managing a pipeline and having a standard cadence that I'm following to have those tasks and activities ready to go. Awesome. Do you remember the first big sale you ever closed? And if you do, what can you tell us about how that felt? Yeah, the first one is always the biggest and the greatest for you. It's something you, uh, you never forget, you know, it was uh, working with a, an outdoor sportswear manufacturing company out of Utah. And, you know, going after that, it was something that it was a big dream to, to be able to close them and to get that opportunity in there. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where all the effort that you put in and all the time and the resources that you're focusing on it, uh, it really comes to fruition. Uh, and, you know, it was one of those that I, I still think back to is uh, you can't believe when you actually get that, that contract back for them and you're able to see that they signed it. Uh, that everything's moving forward. Uh, just knowing that commission check's coming too, that's a, that's a big plus there. Oh yeah, yeah, you gotta love that. Um, when you uh, are going through your sales career, at some point you decided, hey, I wanna be a leader. Tell us about that decision and, and what process you went through transitioning into a leadership role. Yeah, so you know, when it came to the, the leadership role, it was something that was offered to me. And it, at the time, it wasn't something I was exactly thinking about. So I had to take into consideration quite a bit, uh, do some thinking about it. And if this was what I wanted to do, um, you know, luckily it was kind of a transitionary role where I was still working in my, my own prospecting, but also moving into that leadership position. So that was a soft transition. But you know, I think the really, the thing that triggered me to move into the leadership was as I was seeing success with myself and understanding the process, uh, you know, learning what the best way was to do everything. I really had that desire just to share that with other people. Uh, you know, I closely collaborated with a lot of people on my team and, uh, you know, trying to help them out and trying to get them to that successful level that we could share in the success together. 
I think that's something that really drove me into management, uh, you know, just being able to help others share what I've learned and help elevate their expertise. What do you think uh, are some of the common mistakes or way people fall on their face when they're starting out in a leadership role? Yeah, there, uh, there are quite a few when it comes to that. Um, I would say number one, probably being just not setting expectations and communicating those. So really getting to know your team and, and giving them a good understanding of, you know, here's how I like to be communicated with. What's the best way that you like to be communicated with? Uh, you may be sending emails to someone and they're not replying at all because they're more of a Slack or a phone person. Um, and also just really relaying and being transparent when it comes to how your own success is measured. So, you know, your team's focused on their closing deals and their pipeline and what their quota is and what metrics they need to hit. I think it's good for them to have an understanding of how you're judged and what's most important to you when it comes to leadership and what they're looking at the team and how much activity they're doing, what they're closing. What kind of metrics are you going to be measured on when it comes to that? And just making sure that they're aware of this is what I'm really looking for and this is what's important to me. Here's what's important to you uh, and being able to understand that and have a good relationship. Beyond just overall sales, how do you define success with your team? Yeah, I think success with a team is just building a great culture. Uh, you know, people are spending 40, 50, sometimes 60 hours a week uh, in an office or with a team or working closely with these people. And I think just building a good culture, we're able to share in successes and learn from each other's failures. I think that's what's most important when it comes to, to leadership. That's great. If So you've only been at Rebug for a few months. Yeah. Um, what was it about this job that you know, made you say that this is where I want to work. Yeah. So, you know, just going back to culture again, that was something that was extremely important to them. Uh, in the interview process, it was meeting with the VP of culture, Andrea, uh, and really talking through what the company looks like. What are their goals and their vision? Being a smaller organization and, and coming from enterprise level companies, you know, really looking at how they're trying to, to build a good team there and what their vision looks like for the future and how they're going to maintain that by hiring the right people you know, bringing in the right assets to be able to, to maintain that culture as they grow quickly, uh, which is something they've been doing. So uh, it was one of those things where I, I really wanted to be a good fit with the team and you know, be part of that. And also just to be able to share in the success that the company was having and grow along with. Yeah, you guys are growing like crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what are some of the red flags? If someone's considering a, a leadership role somewhere, what are the red flags they should look for? Yeah, so I, I think it's, you know, looking at the culture and making sure that they want to be a part of that, that they're going to be able to be impactful to the people that are working underneath them, the people on their team, to make sure that they're able to, to really lead them. You know, is it a toxic culture? Is it something that, you know, they may not be able to help people who don't want to be helped? Uh, you know, what does that look like if you're going to move into leading these people and, and carrying the, the torch for them? You know, really trying to be able to make sure that you're going to have success in that role. Uh, that your team set up for success, and also that you have the tools and the resources from your own leadership to be able to move into that successfully and to be able to, to, to fully grow and help the people on your team grow. When you, uh, you know, related to your role as a sales leader, is there something that you used to believe when you were first starting out in a leadership role that you now know just was wrong? Uh, yeah, I, I think in a sales leadership role specifically, uh, you know, that no news is good news. Uh, sometimes you have those reps that are not asking for help or, or not mentioning the problems they're having, and they're the ones that could need it the most. So I think just really keeping that open line of communication, making sure that you're checking in weekly at least, 
uh, to be able to you know, find out where they're at in the process. You know, I haven't heard from you in a couple of days. Uh, you haven't had any updates on this. You know, what's it look like? What's going on? And just you know, really having that, that good relationship where you're able to communicate openly, uh, that they feel comfortable being able to talk with you about some of the challenges they're having, places that you can help them or places you can provide extra support. I think being a leader, a big part of being a leader is cultivating people for a future leadership role. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things you look for in uh, your team that says, hey, this person, I need to start cultivating them or moving them towards a management role? You know, I think being successful in the role, that's something that's apparent and it's key to the, the aspect of moving into leadership. But I also think there's a lot of personality aspects that come into play there. You know, Sometimes the best players don't make the best coaches. So finding someone who you know, may take time out of their busy day, they're driving a lot of activity, they have phone calls, they have emails, they have meetings, but do they take their time out of the day to really work with the team and be able to share some of the expertise that they have? Uh, are they someone who likes to help people up uh, rather than just focus on their own quota and their own self? Uh, so I think you know having that personality where they're able to really learn, teach and you know, elevate the team skill sets uh, so that you're able to share in that. I think that's something that's a, a personality trait that should be really important when selecting someone for leadership. I think one of the hard things about being a leader is dealing with people that are underperforming. Yeah. What's your approach or how do you go about that scenario? We have someone who just is not, for whatever reasons, not getting it done. Yeah, I think just taking the approach of being proactive about it. Um, you know, when numbers start to slip, maybe it's activity, maybe it's pipeline, maybe it's closed one deals. I think really being able to be proactive about as soon as you start to see that, find out what's going on. Um, you know, is it something where they're struggling at one part of the process, whether it's the discovery, uh, the solution alignment, or maybe the closing, you know, where are they really falling off in the deals and where can you really focus on trying to help them with that part of the process and, and really help them get to where they need to be. Um, I think that's part of the performance management and, you know, again, having that transparent relationship and openness to be able to say, is it something else going on? They have a, a personal issue in their life that's affecting their work uh, and just having a good understanding of that so they're able to work with them and, and be able to get them back on track and be successful. That's great. Can you tell us about the attributes of the most successful person you've ever hired and what was it about them that made it made them so successful? Yeah, uh, you know, what I think back to was, uh, you know, pretty early in my career, I uh, was interviewing people that were going to be on my team and had this girl that was a young college graduate that didn't really have much sales experience at all, a lot of customer service, working at a coffee shop, and uh, you know, but not a lot of business or sales specific experience when it comes to managing a quota or you know, cold outreach, anything like that. Uh, but, you know, during the interview process, she's going through the motions and you know, so she was taking quite a few notes. Uh, and then it got to that point in the interview where you say, what questions do you have for me? And uh, she turned the page of her notebook and it was full of questions on the entire page. Uh, you know, that's the moment I said, okay, this is this person. She's uh, organized. She wants to understand. Uh, she doesn't assume. She knows to ask the right questions, which is such an important part of the sales process. Understanding those pain points and doing a full discovery to find out, you know, is this pain the really the problem they're trying to solve? Maybe it's something else. Uh, so, you know, just hiring her, she ended up being extremely successful. It wasn't someone that I, uh, at first glance of the resume, thought this is going to be a great salesperson. But uh, ended up doing really well and had a successful career. Uh, she's still in sales. She's on the operations side, but uh, you know, it was one of those things where it kind of catches you by surprise. And, you know, I caught myself making the assumption there. Oh yeah. 
it's it's easy to do that. It's very easy. But uh, uh, I, you know, my personal mantra is I like to hire smart because I can teach everything else if you're smart. You know, yeah. But if you're not smart, it's it's a lot harder. Yeah, that that's that's true. Um, you know, you were talking about asking questions and really getting in. What do you do to teach your team or or younger salespeople? how to ask those great questions, the second, third level questions to really get at the heart of what's going on at that prospect. Yeah, and you know, that's something that with deals that maybe don't close, maybe they're ones that you lost uh, to a competitor or, or maybe they just fell off in the sales process and going back and analyzing those to look for the points of, okay, what could we have done to really uncover this in the beginning? Um, you know, maybe they mentioned something later on in the process that you know, really triggered a, why didn't we ask that in the first question? And really just kind of doing a recap and a review of those closed lost opportunities to say, here's where we missed our mark. Here's where we didn't identify the right pain points. Here's where we didn't identify what's most important to them and how we're able to provide that value to them and how it aligns. So I think just reviewing a lot of you know, missed opportunities or missteps and being able to leverage that information to go back and refine the process with the team. And just doing that openly with the team, you know, being able to share in successes is great. Uh, but, you know, being a part of a team that's really working together and cohesive, I think being able to share in your failures and learn from those is something that's important as well. Oh, yeah. I, every, I hear this all the time, but you always learn more from your failures where, you know, where you didn't succeed. I think that's a critical part of, of honing your sales process. You know, sales process should never be static. It should always be growing and adapting. And that's one of the best ways to have that feedback loop from your failures into your sales process. Exactly. Tell us about your personal success habits. Yeah. So, you know, as far as habits that I have, uh, one of the big ones that I like to start every morning with uh, is just sitting down at my computer with a cup of coffee, obviously. Uh, and I have a notepad. I buy them in stacks from Amazon because I go through so many because what I do every day is I write down Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at the top, and I write down what I have going on for the day on one side of it. So I have my calendar listed out there and I know how I can plan my time. And on the left side, I set what activities and tasks I need to complete. Um, and you know, it's not always just a make 30 calls today, send 30 emails. I, I like to set them as more goals that are aligned to opportunities. So, you know, make 30 connections by phone, get 10 replies to emails, you know, really focus on goal setting for the day and just being able to follow that. I have that constantly sitting in front of me on my desk. So I'm able to look at it and see, I've got this appointment coming up, but I still need to make 10 more connections. So better get on the phone right now and drive these before I have to jump on there. Yeah. I love that. You're, you're doing goals based on moving the needle, not just, you know, I need to make 30 calls. I want 30 calls that are going to move the needle. Yeah, exactly. It's not just going through the motions. That's right. How do you measure success for yourself? And then how do you measure it for your team? Yeah, so success for myself, you know, in a sales role, a lot of times you're looking at closed one, you're looking at quota, you know, where are you able to attain that? And then those numbers that are able to measure up. And I think having a good understanding of that is extremely important. So understanding the CRM software and understanding the reporting aspect of it. That's one of the things that I learned pretty early on and leveraged my technology and development background is being able to pull those reports uh, and just really look at it. Look for identifying metrics where things might be failing or you know, where I'm having the most success. Uh, but I think really looking at that is something that's important to understand where you're at and understand where you're going. 
uh, and also setting those goals to make sure you're attaining those throughout the day. Uh, you know, flipping the sheet over every day and marking Tuesday and then marking Wednesday. Uh, I'm able to look back throughout the week because I have those right there and I can say, okay, you know, this week I really failed at connecting on the phone. Why is that? Is it something I didn't focus enough time or activity on? Uh, I think just looking at what your goals are and how far you are at attaining them, I think that's something that's important with my own success. Uh, you know, when it comes to the team's success, I think making sure that people are successful in their role, that you're helping them day in and day out, you have a great culture there where everyone's learning from each other and sharing and some of the, the education that they have. And this really worked for me, or this email was great. And I got five responses off of it. You know, being able to have a culture where everyone's really encouraging, I think that's something that's important, along with, you know, really helping people grow in their careers, you know, making sure that they know as they're moving through the, the sales process and learning more about this, and maybe they want to go into leadership or operations, or maybe they don't want to be in sales at all. You know, being that guiding force to be able to mentor them and help them uh, throughout their career is something that I've always encouraged. Uh, people on my team, I've always told them, you know, once a year, maybe reach out, you know, look at a couple of companies and apply, see what you're worth in the market. Uh, it's not something that's offensive to me. Maybe you're not happy there, but you know, at least know what you're worth out there. Yeah. Rejection is always a big part of sales. It's a major part of sales. Can you tell us about the deal you lost that hurt the most? And what was it that you learned about that that's impacted your approach moving forward? Yeah, and you're exactly right. The rejection is a, a tough part of it, but it's something that you're going to face throughout the, the sales career. And it's something that you just have to get used to and be able to learn from. Uh, you know, one that comes to mind offhand that really hurt was one that I really thought I'd landed, that it was a 100% sure thing. It was going through. Uh, it was working and selling in benefits and HR software. And I had everything going through the process and had a great relationship with the prospect. Um, you know, by the time that we got to the proposed part of it, we had to bring in another person who was actually going to be signing off. And that's where I really found out that I'd missed the mark. Uh, I'd aligned all of my presentation, all of the material, and, and all of my pitch was to this one person I'd been speaking with and the challenges they were facing in their daily role. Um, you know, but when it came down to it, we brought in that leadership person uh, that was actually making the decision. They had different priorities. They had different things that they were focused on when it came to uh, looking for a solution to the problem they were solving. And I just missed the mark on those. And so you know, it really taught me to build that person as an internal champion, aligned to what's most important to them in their daily duties, but also you know, have that conversation with them. Okay, so we're gonna meet with Mark next week. What's most important to Mark? How can I tailor this to make sure we can solve your problems by also solving Mark's problems? So it was one of those where I learned that I really need to do that preparation by understanding who's gonna be the decision maker that's signing on this and what's most important to them. That's great. CRM, do you love it? Do you hate it? Uh, is a love-hate relationship an answer to that? Is that, is that avoiding? <laughs> I love that answer, yeah. Yeah, no, CRM is great. It's such an important part of the sales process. Uh, and it's a great tool, but it's something that you really need to use effectively. Um, I think that, you know, having a, a CRM is an amazing thing. I've worked for companies where we did everything out of spreadsheets. Uh, and it was extremely difficult. It teaches you a lot about organization, but just having that tool to be able to have a database of all of your contacts, understand where you're at in the sales process, quickly track and report on activity. I think that's something that helps you grow as a sales rep is being able to evaluate yourself by the activity, the pipeline, 
uh, and the reporting metrics they're able to pull through CRM. So do love it in that aspect. Sometimes you get a little frustrated with it and you hate it. Oh yeah, that's, I believe it. Have you ever been part of a CRM implementation that just fell on its face, just didn't work? And what, what was it about that that you think you know, was the root cause? Yeah, so I was with an organization where we were changing CRMs and uh, you know, one of the things that really caused issues there was they rolled it out, great, powerful platform, uh, but at the same time, you know, they didn't have the permissions set correctly. Uh, you know, being able to access the pieces that all of the reps needed wasn't there. Uh, you know, people were trying to figure out ways to get around this and having to email people to get a report on something or, or pull a, a report on something. It was just a complicated process. So I think, you know, really looking at who needs to access what and what level of access do they need to be able to fully do their job and fully utilize the CRM huge investment that organizations are making, but if you can't use it, then it's pretty much worthless. Uh, what do you think, uh, you know, if, for the companies that are struggling with CRM, particularly around engagement with the sales team, what are some of the things they should be doing or can, should be considering to, to improve engagement with the sales team? Yeah, I think proactive training would be a big one. Um, worked at a lot of places where the reps may have not used that specific CRM before and they struggle getting off the ground with being able to track and being able to log information in there, being able to find the tools that they need to make them successful. Um, yeah, I think that ends up being kind of a waste of money for some of those organizations. If they're not fully utilizing it and don't have experts in that, they can really help the sales team just be engaged at uh, importing, reporting, cleaning up the CRM uh, and training others on that. I think that's something where companies fall short, just having that, the full utilization of what they're paying for. Do you think when it comes to uh, rolling out CRM, um, you know, I kind of break it down. You can use a carrot or you can use a stick um, or a hybrid. What's your approach? Yeah. With the CRM, I, I would probably take more of the carrot approach of, you know, here's where we're going to be if we can fully utilize this, you know, What's the impact it's going to have on the organization and the sales team? And how is this going to help them do their job better? Um, you know, really aligning to their success and being able to fully leverage a platform that's, that's going to be able to teach them and train them. And they're going to be working in a day in and day out for pretty much most of the day. So you know, I think it's something where you really have to show them what success they're going to have with it and where it's going to get them by solving a lot of the problems that they may have. Maybe they're not able to track or report on certain metrics, maybe uh, it's just a challenge when it comes to slowness or not being able to have multiple tabs open with it. Uh, there's things like that that come up, but just being able to to fully understand it and utilize it, I think that's most important. Yeah, I agree. I, I always recommend, hey, have a stick ready, you know, because you may need it. Yeah. But start with the carrot. Show value. Um, yeah. You know, figure out how this is going to make it easier for them to do their job you know, so that they're not struggling, that they're not emailing people, hey, can you help me give me this info? Uh, it should be making their lives easier and enabling what they're doing, not dragging them down. Yeah, sales can be tough anyway. And then you also have to deal with technical issues or maybe software that's just tough to use or not giving them everything they need. I think that makes it a lot worse. Uh, and sometimes that hurts a little bit more than uh, the rejection that you're getting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for people in the technology leadership roles, what do you think they should be doing to better support 
the sales team and the sales process? Yeah, and I think it's just uh, something that departments feel a little bit siloed in and maybe technology or IT thinks the sales reps need this one specific tool um, or they need this specific part of it or feature or function and we're gonna implement it this way. I think having that full understanding of who the user is that's gonna be working in it for their entire week, I think knowing what's most important to them and what's gonna make their job easier, I think that's most important if you're gonna be implementing a, a huge CRM platform. It's not a small investment that any company makes uh, and it's something that's extremely important to sales leaders in their roles. So I think being able to understand what's most important to them and not just looking at the technical side of it, the numbers of what it can do or how big the database is or, or how it works in the process, but making sure that that follows your organization sales process and it's going to work streamlined and, and effectively when it comes to implementing that. Yeah, I agree. A feature set really should be almost secondary. Um, yeah. you know, that it's really, uh, it's about your process. It's about um, addressing those issues, cultural issues, all of that um, needs to be addressed in collaboration with the sales team Then start talking about the technology platform. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be a process first uh, implementation. Yep. What role do you think CRM technology should play in supporting the sales process? It's a big one. Uh, if not the biggest, besides the, the phone or the uh, Outlook client, uh, I think the CRM is probably the most important. You know, it's, it's the information that you're having to do for your daily task. So it's going to keep you on track, keep you organized, keep all of your prospects in one place, all of their information just right there at your fingertips is something that's really important. Um, and also the reporting feature. Love reports myself. Uh, you know, it's a great way to measure your own success, uh, measure your team's success, look at activity and pipeline. I think that really helps you identify where it's going wrong in the process. If you're able to really look at, okay, maybe Dave is having problems with uh, setting the next call after the discovery call. Maybe he's not asking the right questions, but Tim over here is not getting to the close. So where is he falling off in that process? Is he not aligning to power? Is it something that is going on in this part of the, the pipeline where we can really focus our time and training to make them a better rep? So I think that is so powerful and it's something that is extremely important to the role. That's great. Um, the, uh, uh, you talked a little bit about, you know, being able to identify certain things that are happening in your sales process. Um, when you are uh, um, looking at, you were talking about different salespeople, do you believe that uh, companies should allow teams to see you know, here, I, you know, this is my performance related to everybody else on the team, or do you think they should be not have access to that level of detail? Yeah, and that's a good question. It depends on the culture probably a little bit, but at the same time, most of the people that have the personality for sales that go into sales, you know, really treat that dashboard of activity, of pipeline, of closed one, they treat it like a scoreboard. So I think that it helps motivate other people on your team one of the things I always liked was seeing my name at the top of activity levels, of pipeline, of you know closed one. Uh, so I think it's a driver for a lot of people that have that personality for sales to really see, okay, I'm in third place here. What, what can I do to get to first place? How can I see my name at the top and get that recognition? So when leadership opens up the dashboard that they have and you know looks at how the sales team's doing, I want my name to come up near the top and everything. And that way I can get that recognition internally with the company uh, and have them know my name. That's awesome. Well, we are 
at the end of our time. Thank you so much for being on, Jake. It's been great. Thanks, Chris. To you. That's been great. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach out and connect with you? Yeah, on LinkedIn is always a great way. Um, or they can email me. It's jake.green at brebug.com uh, or through our website, brebug.com. Awesome. Thank you again for being on Sales Lead Dog. Thanks for having me, Chris. As we end this discussion on Sales Lead Dog, be sure to subscribe to catch all our episodes. On social media, follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Watch the videos on YouTube. And you can also find our episodes on our website at impellercrm.com forward slash Sales Lead Dog. Sales Lead Dog is supported by Impeller CRM, delivering objectively better CRM for business, guaranteed.